Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Places Where We Go, where we are just home from driving about eight hours. We've been home for about two hours. And Julie says, hey, let's do a podcast. I never do that. (laughs) You never have ever done that. But we just came back from a weekend to Nevada City, and uh, a few episodes ago, we had started a review of our travels to Italy. We've done our Intro to Italy podcast. We've done our first part of Rome. We still have our second part of Rome to explore with you, as well as other cities we visited. But coming back just a few hours ago from a visit to Nevada City, California. We had a special visit there, very timely, that we thought we would share with you now. We think it makes more sense to drop this into the sequence now. And so we will be back to Italy on our subsequent episode. But today, we're going to Nevada City, California. With this experience and this travel fresh in our minds, we thought we'd sit down. You thought we'd sit down and... Mm -hmm. Because I really enjoyed the trip. Uh, It was tacked on to a family visit, which is always wonderful for me. And we took my sister and her family with us. So that's always enjoyable for me. But Nevada City itself was fascinating, wonderful. It has lots of history. And I really enjoyed it. So I thought, let's talk about it. So Nevada City has a very historic background. And the entire downtown district is a national historic landmark where you can go and enjoy restaurants, very comfortable lodging. There's some B&Bs there, a variety of boutiques all throughout the downtown district. There's galleries, there's museums, and it is also recognized as an accomplished arts and entertainment district in the Sierra foothills. Yeah, so you had told me about this place called Nevada City, and I guess we'll talk about in just a minute or so why we even went there. But just to give people a general sense of where this place is, because I had no idea until just about a week or so ago, Nevada City, if you know the geography of California, it's roughly an hour northeast of Sacramento. Or if you know where Lake Tahoe is, it's about an hour and a half west of Lake Tahoe. So kind of that middle part of California, an area that rightly or wrongly, I guess I consider gold country, that gold history, that mining history Mm -hmm. of California, Mm -hmm. a lot of it took place in in that part of the state. But that's where Nevada City is, in Nevada County, but in the state of California. It is Nevada City, California. So why did we go there? We were going to see my sister and do another thing up north near Sacramento area, And I had stumbled across this article as I was perusing through something, Googling something, and I saw Victorian Christmas, Nevada City, California. So I thought, well, I wonder where that is. I wonder if it's close to my sister. So I Googled that and Google Maps said about 45 minutes north of my sister. So I thought, 
we should go there. Because as I read in the article about what this event was, I thought it'd be really fun to go see. Always up for an adventure. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things we saw there when we arrived. We had arrived here to experience this event that is put on in the city several times before Christmas. It's called Victorian Christmas. So this is something that they apparently do every year there. And as we talk through this, just to give listeners a little bit of a sense, while much of the focus that we'll have is about our experience of Victorian Christmas, this downtown that we visited, they do multiple events throughout the year. So we'll touch on what some of those are at the end of the podcast. But what we'll talk about here, we'll give you a little bit of flavor of how they do their events. We experienced Victorian Christmas. If you can't get up to Nevada City in December, they do things in April, in May, in June. So we'll get to some of that too. And but- October. This is not limited to just December of any year. So Nevada City, it's a historic area. I think you may have mentioned that. It's super small. So the historic part is probably just like a few blocks one way by a few blocks another way. It's very condensed. It's very small, very walkable. One thing that was nice, like with this event that was hosted by the city, is where they do the main celebrations they close the streets to traffic so it's entirely pedestrian Mm -hmm. which is really really nice turned out to be especially helpful because at least during our visit it was so crowded it was packed so this is a super popular event apparently it's known by lots of people we had arrived there on a sunday afternoon and um We ended up parking probably about a seven-minute walk away from the downtown. You know, it wasn't too bad. We parked at the city center. So we had two cars. The car with most of the folks was able to actually find a parking spot close to downtown because we had arrived about an hour and a half before the events were starting. I parked a little bit away, and then we all met up and then walked into the downtown area. I think one of the first things that is striking is you step back into the history of this town immediately. So you've got old homes, Victorian homes, craftsman-style homes. You've got buildings that, I mean, clearly have a history of going back probably 100 years or more. Mm -hmm. Brick construction, kind of construction you don't see anymore. Lots of plaques on the walls of some of these buildings, the historic markers, many of them have historic designations. So you're immediately immersed in this California history, which is cool. I think Mm -hmm. we always enjoy that, but there was so much more for our visit too. Also, as you walked around, there are certain areas that displayed their mining history. So there was some big tools that were used for drilling and they had immense pieces of granite that had been drilled out and have that cylinder look to it and you can tell it was drilled out. It was during the gold rush time when the city was established and they seemed to center in or focus on the mining aspect of it. So that's how this town really got started. It has a long mining history. Mm -hmm. And when it switched over, I don't know, but they have really kept that old-time feeling to it, that old Victorian feeling to it, that gold mine era feeling to it. And it's just fun to walk around in and look at all the different buildings and the, the history of it. It's just fun. Yeah. So we were immediately met with this history that we just mentioned, but given the events of Victorian Christmas, 
we were immersed in the festiveness of the holiday season. So as Victorian Christmas started during our visit, the main street was packed with vendors. So if you think about, and I think this is maybe common in a lot of places where you've got festivals and stuff, there was vendors selling all kinds of things from clothing, artwork, handmade items. There was lots of food and drink. Jewelry. There was boozy drinks even. There was Which mo- you were allowed to walk around the streets with, which is quite different in California. Yes, we usually don't see that, but I'm all for that. So it was yeah. a little bit of that New Orleans type of vibe. Mm-hmm. They had mulled wine. They had hot buttered rum, which you and I partook in. Hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. So it was yeah. nice to be able to get those kinds of libations. There was kombucha vendors, food trucks with tacos and people milling around. It was just fun. It was festive. That's an example of the ambiance that we walked into. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the street vendors were actually set up outside their own stores and they brought their products out to the street to sell. But you had lots of other outside vendors that came in selling various products that you spoke about. It was just the street, the main street that most of the vendors on was just wall to wall vendors. It just went on and on and on. So there was lots of stuff to peruse at. There was a large Methodist church that had a craft fair in there, and a lot of people were walking in there to look at their items. So there was just a lot of things to do, a lot of things to see. One of the things that Nevada City has done to keep that historic feel to it is to not have any chain stores, whether they be clothing, no food chains, no anything like that. So McDonald's is not allowed. Taco Bell, not allowed. None of these things are allowed. And the whole downtown is like that. A matter of fact, we walked a little bit outside of the historic downtown district, and I didn't even see anything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very so, mom and pop businesses. Very much so. The locals. Yeah. So that's always nice to support local people. Yeah doing their local thing. Yeah. Yes. As you mentioned, we got there a little bit early uh, because we were concerned about parking. We had heard that it could be pretty tough to park. They did have a shuttle service that started at a certain time from the government center, that civic center, that shuttled all the way down to the downtown area. And there was a nominal price for that. I'm not sure what it was. Right. But a price per person, but I guess the, the recommendation there is for any of the, the events that they do where they close off the downtown, as they do for Victorian Christmas, parking is extraordinarily limited adjacent to the downtown area. So they recommend that people do park at the government center, which is about a 10-minute walk away, and then the shuttle can take you down and drop you off at the historic downtown place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're fit and you want to walk, it really isn't that long of a walk. It was 10 minutes. Yeah, I walked both back and forth that day. You and I walked back to the car at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It was a, Even though we had been walking the entire day, I, I enjoyed the walk back to the car too. So, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Uh, there is some up and down hills because the town is set up that way. Mm-hmm. They're not steep inclines, so it's very doable. So if you care to walk, that's another way to do it. When we first got there, 
We were early, but Father Christmas was already walking around the festival. He was. And boy, did he look like Father Christmas. He, what do you mean look like? It was Father Christmas. Oh, my goodness. He had the beard and the long, I don't know, it wasn't even grayish. It was this beautiful silver mm-hmm. to it. It was mm-hmm. just so neat, and he was such a sweet guy. And He had the wreath around his head as a Victorian. A garland. Uh, Father Christmas yeah. would have, and... The bird, which is very significant to the Victorian era, um, was sitting in his wreath and he had the long, beautiful, red, bright cloak with the white fur around the edges. And he just, there he was. There was Father Christmas. So we had our encounter with Father Christmas, which kind of set up the Christmas vibe. And then, you know, walking through the downtown, in addition to just that kind of city fair ambiance with all the vendors, there was Christmas music everywhere. Mm-hmm from live performers, which was really neat. So we encountered strolling singers. There was caroling groups. There was a quartet that just did this phenomenal job. And we saw them a few times throughout various parts of the downtown area. They would walk around and sing a few songs here and there. There were instrumental groups. We saw the Salvation Army Brass Band. that We listened to them at the north end of the street. There was um, a group of women playing recorders all kinds of different sizes of recorders from the biggest recorder I've ever seen to uh, a very small piccolo size recorder. We saw a high school band, which was kind of cool. And the thing that was interesting about the the band, we saw them toward the end of the day. They were also playing Christmas music as everybody else was. But I had heard at one point the conductor getting ready to conduct the band and he was counting off. Jeden, dwa, cztery, and I'm like, well, that sounds Polish. <laughs> and uh, I saw him before talking to some folks, and after we were listening for a while, I went to ask them like where this band was from because I didn't know if they were like from overseas visiting or what the deal was because you had also overheard some of them speaking, and you had noticed this wasn't English. Yes, they weren't I said, English this speakers. Is not yeah. English speakers. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, there's a, a high school around the Sacramento area that is heavily attended, or maybe predominantly attended, by Ukrainian teenagers. Mm-hmm. And these were teenagers from that high school, and so they were playing Christmas music, and that that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. We had even seen. On one of the um, side streets, there was a gentleman set up, and I've never heard this instrument live. I've heard it on recordings, but he was playing a didgeridoo, which is this Australian long wooden tube-like Wood, instrument. Yeah, it was, it was it's prob- beautiful. Yeah, probably about six feet long. It makes mm-hmm. a very distinct sound. But he was playing that in combination with he had on his feet. On one foot, there was uh, these bead shakers. On another one was a tambourine. He had bells on the side. So he was like this one-man band mm-hmm. and a little steel drum yeah, that he was yeah. tapping on. So all of that was going on, and that was cool. So tons of music, and I always enjoy that. So mm-hmm. we stopped and listened several times throughout the day to the entertainment that was available in the city. Yes, and as the day went further on, I looked up at one point, and there was this very historic building yeah, that had this balcony that wrapped all the way, almost all the way around the building. Yeah, it, it looked like some of those balcony buildings that you would see in New Orleans, that, yeah, that kind yeah. of style. So, and I looked up and there was a group of people up there that were completely dressed in white, flowing robes. They had white head dressings on them that were decorated to the nines. 
The men had put white on their beards to make everything white. The women had white hair, and they were just bejeweled the, mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, it was stuck to their skin. It was on their clothes. They looked very wintry. They looked very wintry. And they were just up there interacting with the crowd below. They were making almost like their own, it was their own way of speaking. And people would start going, (laughs) you're just like, what is going on? (laughs) And so we watched them for a while. And I kept looking and I said, this has to, this must have to do with the winter solstice. And, And I figured, so it's some kind of pagan winter solstice type of group. And sure enough, I was right, because I couldn't help myself. I had to go talk to one of them. When they came down, they were walking around the main street area. And I saw one of the gentlemen, and I I just said, so tell me about, you know, is this uh, something that's... I forget how I introduced myself into this conversation. Yeah, I walked up to you after you had already started speaking to... Yeah, because I was trying to be not too forward but they seem friendly. I mean, they seem very friendly enough. Oh, very friendly. Yeah. They, but they were there to do a job, apparently. Yes. yes. So he told me. He said, they are Icelandic elves. I said, well, what is that? And he began to say that they are some kind of spiritual being that come down to the earth and they watch over human beings. And they just watch. They really can't interfere with the human yes. beings. But they watch them and try to... Apparently, he was checking up to see if people were being naughty or naughty nice. Naughty or nice. Yes. Is that how it went? Yes. And he yeah. asked you if you were good or bad. Yes. And what did you tell him, Julie? I said I was not good. Yes. And he said <laughs> you had to work on that. I said I was working on it. And he smacked you. <laughs> he hit me. He hit me. <laughs> okay. He said... He, he said, And then he looked at you like you were supposed to take care of it or something. <laughs> so I I think I told him you'll be working on it. <laughs> but they were fun. And their costumes were incredible. And uh, actually, later I talked to one of the women. And she had was a little more specific as to who they were. And she said they're Huldu folk or Huldu folka, which means hidden people or elves in Icelandic folklore. And they're supernatural beings, as I said, and if they choose to, they can make themselves seen to human beings. And they look and behave similar to humans, but they live in parallel worlds. Yeah. So if you have never encountered a Huldafolk Icelandic elf, they apparently appear annually in Nevada City. That's right. So pick a December, make a trip out to Nevada City, and they may make an appearance see you and hopefully you've been good or you might get hit yes or yeah otherwise they might smack you (laughs) (laughs) so watch out yeah so i mean it was just a fun day again we got there about an hour or so before the official event started which would have been so the official starting time was 1 30 you and I didn't leave until probably, what, close to 6? Close to 6. I, yeah, yes. I think the the festivities officially end, at least when, when we went, it was either 6 or 6.30. So 6, we, we 6 stayed, o'clock. It was one yeah. thirty to 6. Yeah, so we stayed just about till the end. One of the reasons we stayed that long, there was photos and videos that one or both of us had seen. I know I, I had gone on YouTube because I was curious about what this thing was going to be and saw some of the YouTubes at night. 
And as festive as the event is during the day, once the lights start to or the sun starts to go down and the lights all come up in the city, it's just that that Christmas special ambiance yeah. and we wanted to take a part of that too yeah, so we, yeah. we stuck around to see that yeah. and that's when the Icelandic elves really were getting into it in a big yeah, way yeah. Yes, yeah they were coming down they wanted to interact with the humans yeah and they certainly were yeah, so that's a taste of Victorian Christmas. Oh, the other thing that they mention is if you do want to make the visit to Nevada City for this event at some year, they encourage people to dress up in Victorian costume. Mm-hmm. And we saw a number of people dressed up in Victorian mm-hmm. garb. So that that's kind of fun. That was kind of neat. And as we often do under the category of if we had more time, I mean, we spent an, an entire afternoon just enjoying this Victorian Christmas event that Nevada City had, but they've got more things to see and do there. One of the places that we walked by was the Nevada Theater, which is the oldest original use theater building in the state of California. And during the month of December, and I think they do this most years because we talked just a few days ago to somebody who had been to Nevada City maybe two decades ago, and um, I think they might have been there for the same type of event, but they went specifically to the theater to see Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Mm -hmm. which was playing just this last weekend Mm -hmm. when we were there. So Nevada Theater is a venue that's used for live theatrical plays presented by production areas that are local in the area. And they have a variety of events throughout the year, including musical events, film series, and live theater. So that would be, another. if you like live theater, that's another cool thing that you can see there. Yeah, and apparently the theater aspect of Nevada City is pretty big. Another building that we had walked by several times was the Firehouse Number 1 Museum. And that's located actually in the historic firehouse structure that is there. When you look at that structure, that old firehouse building, you can just see the antiquity of it. You know it's one of the oldest buildings in that area. The museum presents an authentic look at the history of Nevada City, and it was built in 1861. The firehouse has some Indian cultural items, some Chinese exhibits, and the Donner Party relics. It also has a very extensive collection of Victorian items. So if that is something that you care to visit when you go there for its history, that's a great place for history of the area. And there's even more history to experience in Nevada City. So there's the Searles, S-E-A-R-L-S, Historical Library, which concentrates on the history of the county and the Gold Rush era. So there's some fantastic Gold Rush history that's in the Pacific states, including California. This library collection has over 29,000 cataloged photos, a mountain of research material, including maps, deeds, and assessor records. And there's also a Chinese research collection there, too, which is uh, it's interesting because I'm in the midst of uh, just getting through a book called called, I think it's called The Ghosts of Gold County or something similar to that, but it's about the Chinese Mm -hmm. who came to California during the gold rush era and their contribution to creating the railroads, to uh, just helping this state through that particular time, and uh, both their contributions and the hardships Mm -hmm. that they endured. So Mm -hmm. that's a, a part of California history that apparently is also preserved at this museum as well. So as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, 
we went to Nevada City specifically to experience Victorian Christmas, but there's other events that happen in historic downtown Nevada City throughout the year as well. One of the vendors that we went into was a little children's clothing store and other items in it for children had mentioned a couple of these that stood out to her, and that would be the Mardi Gras Parade and Street Fair. And she also mentioned the Nevada City Summer Nights, which has art, music, and entertainment, and all of that is free. They also have First Friday Art Walks and a Nevada City Halloween, and there's more. So Mm -hmm. if you ever find yourself in anywhere near this part of California, and if you're looking for a fun day trip or a weekend, Nevada City has a bit to offer. So we'd recommend go on the Nevada City website because they do list the events that happen every month. And um, I just got off of there about a half hour ago or so before we started this. And it seems like every month there's at least a dozen things that happen in the city center there. So lots going on to, to see in Nevada City. Thanks for joining us on this episode. And if you're not subscribing to us yet, take a minute and hit the subscribe button in the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite source of podcasts and catch up on our future episodes. We would really appreciate if you also left a review. And be sure to catch our YouTube channel also, which is The Places Where We Go. That's on YouTube, and we share our travel journeys via video. And you can catch us on The Places We Explore, and at some point we'll have video from this visit to Nevada City as well. So thanks for joining us at The Places Where We Go. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.